Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melanie C. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, December 29, 2015, the last Tuesday of the year. Today we are reading from the Big Book and we are on page 17, paragraph 2 and 3. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Jody E., the 12 Traditions, Diane G. And reading the text today, we have Chelsea H. and Elizabeth S. The reference number for yesterday, Monday, December 28, 2015, is 8300. 8300. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive eating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jody E. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Melanie, and everyone on a vision for you. My name is Jody E., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in California. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these 
his principles in all our affairs. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jody E. I will now ask Diane G. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, everyone. This is Diane G. from New Hampshire, uh, Recovered Not Cure Compulsive Overeater. 12 Traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders ever trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive old reader who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorsed, financed, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible for those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Melanie and Ipad. Thank you, Diane G. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 17, paragraph 2 and 3. And I will ask Chelsea H. to begin our study this morning. Good morning, Melanie. Thanks for your service. Chelsea H., I'm a recovered compulsive eater just for today. We are average Americans. All sections of this country and many of its occupations are represented as well as many political, economic, social, and religious backgrounds. We are people who normally would not mix, but there exists among us a friendship, a friendliness, and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful. 
We are like the passengers of a great liner, the moment after rescue of shipwreck, when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade the vessel from steerage to captain's table. Unlike the feelings of a ship's passengers, however, our joy and escape from disaster does not subside as we go our individual ways. The feeling of having shared in a common peril is one element in the powerful cement which binds us, but that in itself would never have held us together as we are joined now. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news of this book. This book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. Okay, let me unpack that. All right, still Chelsea, still recovered for today. So this is the second part of what we need in order to, um, at least this is what it speaks to me, in order for me to recover. The tremendous fact, and it's not anything that I need to argue with because it is a fact here now it's saying, is that we have a solution that we can agree upon that's common to all of us despite the other information up in the previous paragraph about the fellowship power where each of us were to get shipwrecked in the same vessel, but we all had the different varying manifestations of what our um, disease is. So for this portion, it has to be agreed upon. And I love that word, harmonious action. I remember being um, growing up in bands in most of my life, and as a singer, you have to be able to harmonize. And one of the things that I had an issue with, I had a wandering ear, so I used to go sing other people's notes. And I, used, I remember my brother was our keyboardist, and he used to always scold me for that. He used to always say, stay on your note, stay on your note, because of the dissidence that it would create when I wasn't doing what my part was, staying in my own lane. And it's interesting because this program turns out to be rather uh, a necessity of like a group that has to each have their own part, but yet sing from the same hymnal, if you will. And um, it's interesting because the brotherly love, I got hung up on the word brotherly. I kept saying, why well, couldn't it be sisterly, too? And, you know, sometimes I can't help it because that's, I'm a human being, and my mind runs and tries to translate a bunch of stuff. But the one thing that sticks with me about it all is that I need power. Lack of power is my issue. So between the power of the fellowship, the program of action, which is the power that we must have, and it has to be common, all of us agree upon this, and then that will yield the results of walking through all of the 12 steps, and I'll be able to step from bridge to shore, and I'll be able a day at a time to reflect on my actions and to see if I can't one day at a time practice, practice doing right actions. So that fresh energy that I've achieved when after I achieved the 12 steps, you get life's fresh energy. You get a whole new rearrangement, new soil, a real purpose, all these positive um attributes to living well as long as I tap into my inner resource, which is not me, because remember, I'm powerless and I need both parts. I need the fellowship and I need the program of action. Then my actions will reflect what I believe. And I can really learn, and I'm so grateful to understand in this program, that it's a day at a time and that it's what I do on my feet and what I demonstrate that I can show that this harmonious way of living truly works, and that's the good message that this book carries.
thanks for letting me share that I pass. Thank you, Chelsea H. Who would like to comment on that third paragraph on page 17 today? Chris Larry. Monica. Monica. Renata. S.E.K. Amy G. Okay, I have a few here. Let me let me name these off here, please. I have Chrissy M, Larry K, Monica T, uh, Renata G, and Kathy K, and Amy G. Come, let's go with that for right now. Thanks so much. Um, Chrissy K, you start us out, please. Thank you. Hi, it's Chrissy M, Recovered Compulsive Overeater and Anorex oh, from New Jersey. No worries. Um, I'm so grateful to be able to share on this. I have had the experience of being in this fellowship with people that I wouldn't I wouldn't um have chosen to meet or to know if not for being thrown together in in this um common problem and common solution that we have. And it's been such a grace, it's been such a blessing. Because God in his, his infinite wisdom has paired me with people who I needed I needed to associate with so that I could do healing. So it's not, when I take someone through the steps, it's not just them, God healing them, it's God healing me too in ways that I would never have imagined and ways that the higher power shows me areas that I need healing that I didn't even know healed, needed healing. It's so for for me as long as as long as I keep working this program and and what I mean by keep working it is constantly seeking. It's a con, it's constant action, constantly seeking, constantly interacting with other compulsive overeaters and spreading the message. And for me, it's it's a, it's absolutely every day with without rest and and. To have that kind of energy is to remember that that we that we just escaped death, and that's the kind of spirit that this this passage in the book is 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 bringing to us. It's reminding us that we escaped death, and we need to cling together and and be grateful for for our solution and spread the word in excitement and enjoy that there's a solution. And that's all I have. Thank you. Thanks, Chrissy M. Larry K. Good morning, Melanie. Um, this is Larry K., Recovered Compulsive Reader from Chicago. So, you know, I mean, each morning, you know, we get to participate in this classroom, right? We, we, we study the, the words in this text, and, you know, I get to cultivate a deeper understanding of the material. And, and to the best of our ability, we go out and apply what we've learned. And so in examining this, this chapter, you know, even before this paragraph, the way it's laid out, you know, we see that, that the first pages in, in 17 through the top of 25, it addresses the problem, step one. And, and at the top of 25 through the end of the, the chapter, 29, it focuses on the solution to the problem, step two. So that's kind of how this is structured. And at the you know, at the end of the, the first paragraph that Chelsea read, you know, there's there's a bit of a warning here. You know, we're, we're reminded that the fellowship is not enough, right? It says at that very last line, uh, but that in itself would never have held us together as we are now joined. So, you know, so while I, I love uh, every one of you, 
um, you know, except Charles, just kidding, Charles, love you too. Um, you know, I love and value my time with each of you, but the fellowship isn't going to do it. It's not enough to get me well. You know, the fellowship will always and forever be a group of human power. And later on, we're reminded that no human power could have relieved us of the ism, you know, but God could and would if he were sought. And this common solution is not just any old fact. You know, it's a tremendous fact. It's a, a towering, monumental fact, and that's what I've seen in my life. You know, my hope is in the harmonious action, and that's the thing. I, I always want to be reminded that this is about um, taking action because I can, I can get into a, uh, a position of, <clears throat> of, an, of analyzing for me, and um, in this paragraph, and I'm so grateful that we're reminded that this entire program is about taking action. If there is no action, and in this case, it's talking about harmonious action, but if, if we don't take action, and I certainly didn't, harmonious or otherwise, um, I would not get the solution. This chapter, there is a solution. There is a solution through action. You know, so I had to take this action, and if I did, I had a common solution that would get me well. And what it's done for me is it's taken my, uh, you know, my, my cancer, if you will, you know, and it's put it in remission, permanent rem remission. That's the, the common solution, these steps. have taken my cancer and put it in permanent remission so that I can live my life and be connected to, to my higher power in a way that I never thought was imaginable. And uh, it is, if it's possible for a, uh, a guy like me, it's possible for you. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Monica T. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T. in Florida, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And I've got this last paragraph here in, in green and yellow and a great big star and great news with exclamation part points the tremendous the enormous fact for every one of us is that we who are the we the first 100 recovered alcoholics who help write this book have discovered a common solution what's a solution a way of resolving difficulty an answer to a puzzle and i was pretty darn puzzled when i came in here we have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and i always think wow one hundred of them are absolutely, absolutely agreeing upon this. When, you know, uh, get a couple of us compulsive overeaters together, how, you, how often do we agree on things? But a hundred of them are absolutely agreeing upon this and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action, harmonious, agreed upon, consistent action. And so... You know, a hundred of them are coming together and say, hey, we've got an answer here. And it's certainly more difficult for me to argue with a hundred people than it is with one. So what great news. They've got an answer for this puzzle. I spent decades trying to figure out on my own, and it never worked. But this has worked. And what is it? It's working through these steps. Thank you, God, for this problem. problem. And thank you, God, for this program. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica T. Renata G. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. 
Good morning, family. This is Renata G., recovered compulsive reader, calling from Istanbul. Uh, I love this chapter. There is a solution. You know, there's so much hope here. And, uh, you know, great shares this morning. And, um, you know, just, um, you know, not maybe not add anything new. But, um, you know, for me, like what stood out here is that, you know, the common solution, right? And it, it And then it talks about harmonious action. And that's what this um, 12 step required for me. You know, I needed to take action. And so, you know, it doesn't matter where I am or what do I go through, as long as I keep on working the steps, you know, I can remain recovered. And, you know, in the past, when I was just trying to, you know, stick to a food plan or find comfort in the fellowship, it didn't, it, that was not enough, you know, then that mental obsession would always take over and, you know, I would go back into the food. But now, you know, with these two powers here, right, the power of the fellowship, because I certainly need this fellowship in order to to stay in the beam of recovery, to to find support, to, to work my steps, to give away my step tens, you know, to carry the message. But also, you know, I need to work to leave the steps every single day wherever I am. And, you know, it says this is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. So, you know, this big book tells me exactly how to live in the steps, which is the spiritual solution I've always needed to solve my problems. And, you know, because I'm not cured, right, I need to continue working the steps on a daily basis because it's not a once-and-done deal. And the big book really shows me every single day how to work the steps, how to remain in fit spiritual condition. And as long as I stick to the directions in the book, I can live in the solution. I don't need to live in a problem anymore. Thank you, God. And... When I was just um, going, you know, to the fellowship, then I was living in a problem and just having others to, to share with. But now, with the power of the fellowship and the big book, the steps, then I can live in the solution. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Renata G. Kathy Kay. Hi, this is Kathy in Boston, a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, this paragraph is so important, uh, and I find myself reflecting as people are talking. Uh, what the fellowship does for me is it keeps me learning and practicing the 12 steps. That's our common solution, um, to have the steps, to work the steps, and to be um, aided in working the steps by our fellow travelers. So I'm very aware that sometimes newcomers call me at the prompting of their new sponsors um, and ask me, uh, what's my conception of my higher power? Um, Or they ask me, um, how did I uh, manage to get through the fourth step writing, which produced so many feelings that were difficult and unfamiliar. 
or they ask me what my Step 11 practice looks like. And at the same time that I'm reflecting on these questions, I'm also guiding others through the process and sharing with them my experience of each step and how each step built on the ones before. Um, so it is, like others were saying, um, the fellowship helps us stay grounded in the steps. And this is exactly what keeps me on a spiritually fit path. And I can imagine, I can imagine if I did not have such frequent contact with my fellows that I might um, become lackadaisical or distracted from other worldly clamors. Um, but uh, I have been well trained by my sponsors and um, I am dedicated to serving others and uh, being a model for others about how to live the steps. And that's what keeps me on the spiritual beam. I am so grateful that we have this solution and that we get help in living in the solution one day at a time. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kathy Kay. Amy G. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Thank you so much, everyone who has shared. It's been an awesome meeting. I'm not going to say anything different, but I, too, am focusing on this common solution. Some of you all have heard me say before, you know, there's no secret code. This is a common solution. These 100 people, 100 people absolutely agreed. They experienced. This was not a theory. This is something they experienced. They were in the boat boat wrecked, they, the boat of alcoholism, they crashed, they were drowning, and they have found a way out. They have rowed to shore, they have swum to shore, they have a life preserver, a life vest that has given them a way out. And it is this book, these instructions, these 12 steps, and it is a program of action. It says that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out in which we can absolutely agree. We can join. And what is it they're doing? They're joining in action. Like others have said, that action is the key here. That if you have what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then we have a solution. And it's incredibly simple. It is these 12 steps. If I, if I say who I am, a compulsive overeater, if I am who I say that I am, and I understand the twofold nature of this disease, and I know that I have no other way out, that I am beyond human aid, then I am going to work these steps like my life depends upon it so that I do not shipwreck, so that I do not drown in the disease of compulsive overeating. So I am going to take action. I'm going to join in my fellows. It is a we program. I do not do this alone. I need a higher power, a power greater than myself, but I also need you all to do it with me. So I feel like this paragraph is saying join us. Join us because together we can do what we could never do alone in action, in harmonious action, and in a, not a theory, but a life that has been experienced and people who have recovered, many who have gone before, are reaching out and saying, here we are. We can do this. We take action. We work the steps. And we not only become recovered, we live a recovered and transformed life. It's a great fact. It's great news. 
for all of us, who, for all of those who still suffer from compulsive overeating, there is a way out. It is a simple program. We just have to be who we say we are and get on with working the steps. Put the food down and work these steps. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Amy G. Would anyone else like to share on paragraph three before we move on? Dean Melissa C. Janice M. Asa O. Okay, let's see what I have here. I missed the first two, but what I have is Melissa C., and I know that she was the second one. And Christine then Janice T. M. And Christine T. Okay, great, yeah. thanks. And was there one more before, one more before that? But let's go with those. Let's go with Christine T., Melissa C., Janice M., Basa O., anyone else? I thought I heard a couple of other ones. Okay, Christine T., good morning. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Christine T., and uh, I find this paragraph the most amazing paragraph. I've been around these rooms for 29 years, and 27 of them were spent finding the solution in a diet, in and out of the rooms, and the fellowship. Um, And about two years ago, someone talked to me about the steps. And the first three in particular were really important to me because (laughs) I couldn't do this alone. I needed something greater than myself. And admitting I was powerless over food and taking that second step and third step and then working the rest of these vigorously I got this transformation, and this is the solution. (laughs) It really is. I'm living this incredible life today, uh, free from my own head, with these wonderful people on this program that share their transformation, and that, um, that I get to hear this. I get to have it. It just requires some work. It requires daily work, not just once, but every day. Um, that conscious contact is the most important thing in my life today. Um, the food is lifted. It no longer is a problem. Uh, God is first. The rooms are part of this. This book is incredible. This paragraph is incredible to me. Um, it's transformed my life. I put down the food. I chose to go to something greater than me, and I got the solution. I work the solution every day, and everything, the food got lifted, my life is transforming. I, I, I am living a life of, uh, of peace and serenity today, and I'm grateful. So I pass. Thank you, Christine T. Melissa C. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, a tremendous fact is that we have found a way out. Um, that is the most exciting news. And, you know, and it's the news that I really do hunger to share today. Um, there's a way out. But, you know, I was living in horrible pain, and today I do not, and that's just a fact. Um, the solution is harmonious, and it's love. And when I think about being harmonious, it's living in agreement with all those around me, you know, with my situation, my actions are peaceful and build upon this harmonious way of life. Um, It started with, you know, cleaning up my side of the street, taking responsibility for my part, my amends, my continual amends, um, 
all of this is harmonious and all of this is part of the action that I take. Um, but I love that this program, this part is based on action. Something um, that escaped me for so long in and out of the rooms. I didn't really get that there was action. Somehow um, I missed that message, you know, that there is actually actions that I could take that would solve this problem. Um, you know, and this weekend at my face-to-face meeting, I shared my message of hope, and and I did share that I was recovered, um, which is not a word that was thrown around, you know, lightly, and it's not a word that I normally hear at those meetings, but what got my attention here on the line was the word recovered. And, um, you know, and then I'm recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of body and mind, and how this recovery has come as a result of work, you know, daily work, daily action is required um, to keep this recovered state. And that my daily work for me is like my chemotherapy and I don't skip it. Um, There is action. The miracle um, is that I've grown to love this action. You know, how can I not? It's brought me neutrality towards the food and peace and harmony in my life. What could be better than that? And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa C. Janice M.? Yes. Good morning to you, Melanie. Good morning, everyone. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Yes. Well, you know, I came to OA many decades ago to find out how to solve my problem. Well, what was my problem then, <laughs> and still isn't, <laughs> is, is the food. So that's what I came for, for a diet plan that would solve my food problem. Yeah, I want to find another diet. You know, put the food down. I could do that, but I couldn't keep it down. So my real problem started with, you know, I thought it started with the food, but it was more than that, was lack of power. See, that's my real problem is my my lack of power. So if my problem's lack of power, then my solution for my problem and all my problems, which I have, is power. Now, how am I going to find that power? And this is how what it tells us. It tells us, yeah, you, 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 to find that power, you have to have an action plan. So what is the solution? What is the solution, the way out? The way out so, you know, I can find that power. Well, that's what we're talking about. Of course, I don't have my timer on. Please time me. Um, my solution is, is a power, and the action plan is where I get access to that power to solve all my problems. And you see, it says here, This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. And for me, compulsive overeating isn't, you know, it's addressing the food, but I have more problems than just food. And that's what the isms are. I have a spiritual malady. So I have to have a power. I have to find a power, which thank you, God, one day at a time by working these steps. I found that prob- I found that power to solve all my problems because I have more problems than than I think is just food. 
there's they're the underneath, they're suppressed. That's the resentments and all that. The fear, great fear of, of life, you know, going through life with calamities and sicknesses. That's the real problem. And then I won't have to, you know, over my problems because I have a power of, of my understanding through these steps. And, you know, in this group here from two every day, two to 300 people, we all agree. <laughs> we all agree. We don't have the same food plan, but we all agree on a solution, and that's the unity that binds us together. That's harmony. You know, you go into a fellowship, which is wonderful, and I need it, and this one is doing this, and this one is doing that, and if you don't do it this way, you've got to do it that way. We all agree on these 12 steps in this book the first 164 pages. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. Vasa O. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater calling from Florida. There is a solution. I was so, so excited when I heard there was a solution finally after trying to put the food down for so long, so many years. And uh, just hearing that those hundred, you know, hearing, reading how those hundred men recovered, what they did to recover, and I was so so ready. And I, I was just shocked to find out that I had an allergy, you know, of the body that followed with the mental obsession. I had no clue about that. I just did not know so much. What I did not know, I didn't even. No, they called it food addiction. I just knew I could not put the food down. And, you know, everybody was trying to be on diets, you know, and that I knew, you know. We all, a lot of people struggled. You know, most of them did struggle, especially women. And, yeah, I, I, so the solution was coming. I thank God every day for bringing me to Overeaters Anonymous, and I thank God for the people that he's put in my life, like you, especially the vision for you right now, you know, and my sponsor that 12-step me. And, uh, yes, taking the action for me, I couldn't not recover if, until I put the food down. I, you know, that's what I heard. You know, I needed to put the food down first and then working the 12 steps. And, you know, my the best action I had done in my whole life was to surrender them. You know, my sponsor said, you have to find a power greater than yourself. And I remember saying, you know, I don't care who I surrender to as long as I don't have to do this by myself anymore. I am dying, you know. And then I was ready to surrender, you know, and I said, God, please help me, you know. And uh, I, um, you know, I did the first three steps right from the beginning. I can, he can, and I will let him. And I was very glad to let God and let the pro, you know let these people help me, you know, working through the twelve steps and the recipe, the solution is right here. I just needed to follow it the way it's laid out, and then I needed to pass it on to others. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. Thank you to all that shared on those that paragraph. We'll move on now to page eighteen, paragraph one and two. Elizabeth S. Will you please read that for us? Star one, Elizabeth S. Good morning. 
Hi, Elizabeth. One more try, please, star one. All right, I'm, I'm muted again. This is Elizabeth S. from Alberta, Canada. Melanie, can you hear me? Good morning. I can. Good morning. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for your service, Melanie. My name is Elizabeth S., a recovered compulsive eater from Alberta, Canada. An illness of this sort, and we have come to believe it is an illness, involves those about us in a way no other human sickness can. If a person has cancer, all are sorry for him, and no one is angry or hurt. Not so with alcoholic illness. For it, with it, there goes annihilation of all things worthwhile in life. It engulfs all those lives, all whose lives touch the sufferers. It brings misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers, warped lives of blameless children, sad wives and parents. Anyone can increase the list. We hope this volume will inform and comfort those who are or who may be affected. There are many. And um, yes, my name is Elizabeth, still and recovered still. I um, I was shocked to find out that this was an illness, um, that it was like a cancer in my life, where I, it affected everybody around me, especially, you know, not only that I had resentments, but they had resentments towards me and created insecurity, um, financial insecurity, disgusted employers, fellow employees, colleagues. And uh, I had to get um, to such a low point there last December where my job was threatened because inadvertently um, I had stepped on the toes of others and wondered why I wasn't able to get along with them. And um, five people chose to report me to HR within the first month of my employment there, and that's five who chose to tell. There were probably many others um, around me who were offended by my behavior and uh, that I just couldn't stay out of the food. And um, many more can increase the list. As the, the paragraph says, there, I, I'm just... I'm just working through my nine-step amends and thinking of all the communities I've been in and uh, trying to make things right as um, I work through the through that um, eight-step eight list. So with that, I pass. Thank you, Elizabeth S. Who would like to comment on the paragraphs one and two on page 18? Sarah W. Hi, Sarah. Good morning. Mary K. Leah M. Suzanne K. Okay, let me grab those first real quick, please, before we move on. Checking our time. I have Sarah W., Mary K., Leah M., and Suzanne K. Let's go with that right now and see how the time holds out for us. Good morning, Sarah, again. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service. Sarah W., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, well, apropos for me today, um, I love the, the last bit of reading that we've had. Um, for me, um, 
I wanted to connect the two paragraphs because the reality for me is that I have created a lot of uh, unhappiness for a lot of people. I'm in Florida, at Lake Worth right now with my father and my brother. And um, I'm with my, my husband. Today is our anniversary. And, um, you know, yesterday my father is 87. And, um, you know, he lives in his own world. And God bless him. I love him. But, you know, what I have to remember is that you know, I can't go to people and expect them to, uh, because I am where I am in my recovery, expect them to, um, you know, uh, skip along and be happy, joyous, and free too. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of wreckage in my past. Um, and my father chose to bring up when I was about 17 years old, uh, and in my 20s, and I'm 59 years old. And, um, you know, having to, um, being a recovered person means that I have to, or that I choose to and want to, because I am a different person than I was, respond to people's behavior in a different way. And so when there is fierce resentment or anger, which there was some yesterday, I was able to say to my father, I know, Dad, I'm not that person anymore. And hold my head up. And I think that's a really important part of recovery, too. And the fact that I can join in brotherly and harmonious action uh, in spite of what is going on around me, not only in the fellowship, but in our families, especially family of origin and our nuclear family that we live in. Uh, I, I cannot afford a resentment. Uh, you know, misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends. Um, you know, what I what I realize today is that, you know, I get to do this thing called life. I'm grateful to have had been given a chance uh, to to live life differently than I did before. Um, that doesn't mean that everybody else around me accepts the fact that I'm different now and that they forgive. For some of us, that is not true. And the idea is that I can still be okay with me. And I do still have a disease forever I will, but I can put that disease to rest by working the steps and by living my life in a way where I stay on the beam. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah W. Mary Kay? Yeah, good morning. This is Mary Kay, recovered compulsive overeater from upstate New York. <clears throat> uh, thank you for your service, Melanie, and for everyone on the line. The <clears throat> what's speaking to me this morning in this paragraph is is how how relieved I was to find out that it was an illness. Um, and I certainly now know that there's a solution. I've learned that through these rooms and through these studies, and I and I believe I was led here by God um, of my understanding, and I'm so grateful for that. And and part of the <clears throat> the step work in these program of action was also working through that four step inventory because I was baffled by some people that had literally ostracized me from their life. I mean, I mean. I, banished me 
and I didn't understand. My goodness, I, I was a good person. And, and, and what I didn't see was how into myself I was and that, <clears throat> that even when I portrayed myself as being loving and generous and kind and all those wonderful things, there was actually a lot of manipulation under it. There was more about me getting my way and my power and, and, <clears throat> and I was so into ego and so into self and it took me a lot of years to, for me to be ready and, and God's timing is perfect and I accept that and I'm just happy and joyous to be in the rooms now to work in the solution one day at a time and, and, and to assure people who are out there there is a solution and it comes in all kinds of different ways in all our own different timelines with different circumstances but with some common threads that we stick together with to, to share our experience, strength, and hope. And, and I'm so grateful to be here and to be part of this community. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Mary Kay. Leah M.? Thanks so much, Mel. It engulfs all whose lives touch the sufferers. It brings misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers, warped lives of blameless children, sad wives and parents. Anyone can increase the list. You know, I had to take a hard look and start taking responsibility um, for the consequences and repercussions of my behavior, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, I kind of came in uh, thinking, you know, all, all this is about is losing some weight. You know, the program of recovery set me straight about that. You know, it was it was easy for me to look at alcoholism and see that it was so dramatic and so destructive, you know, fellows driving drunk and losing their jobs and homes. Uh, but the big book taught me that, you know, to get over my compulsive overeating was going to require transformation of thought and attitude, and that was going to be possible through the actions of these steps. And through the action of the steps and examining my behavior, my attitudes, my view of life through steps four uh, through nine, uh, I could see that I had food stains all over my relationships. You know, there's a there's a line further in the text that says the alcoholic is like a tornado roaring his way through the lives of others. And perhaps you've seen some photographs recently of Texas or Missouri uh, and the destruction that occurred. And I had to take a hard look that my unpredictability and my oversensitiveness and my, uh, you know, unreliability and the fact that people had to walk on eggshells around me was not only wearing me out, it was wearing other people out. Because I always had good intentions. I really, really did. But you know what? People don't care about your intentions. They care about your actions. They care about your actions. So meanwhile, while I was trying to find some stability th through uh, more love, more acceptance, more satisfaction, more power, more accomplishments, I was utilizing some shortcuts like lying and conning and manipulation. And meanwhile, I was stepping on other people's toes and creating pain and suffering for other people. And, of course, they were retaliating because they're only human. And, of course, that was creating further pain and suffering for everybody. You know, the whole program, these steps, is a process of correcting the will. 
God gives me free will, and I can utilize that free will to self-destruct and hurt other people, or I can utilize that will by aligning with a program of recovery and these principles within it. So my actions are the result of my thought processes. And my mind was the greatest obstacle to a better life. The program of recovery restored my mind through the implementation of these 12 steps. And it's a life reborn. And with that, I pass. Hi, Melanie. It's Suzanne Kay. I don't know if you... Go ahead, Suzanne. Oh, hi. Melanie, thank you so much for your service. And um, for everybody who shared this morning, I have such gratitude. Uh, I'm Suzanne Kay from New Jersey. And, um, wow, this paragraph we just read, um, and there is a solution. What's that, what really strikes me is that if a person has cancer, all is sorry for him. And no one is angry or hurt. But not so with the compulsive overeater, the alcoholic illness. Because for me, what, I've, what, I, what I have found is that when somebody has mental illness, emotional sickness, a sick mind, People don't understand that that's a disease or an illness, and then therefore it's like, why can't you just stop? Why can't you just do this? Why can't you? And, um, you know, it is very difficult to, and it's not my job to make people understand that I am an addict. I'm a compulsive eater. I'm sick. My mind is different than yours. I can't just have one where you can, it's I am different, and it's okay. But all of that has brought all of this for me as well, misunderstanding and a lot of resentment and all of this. So the past shares just really made me think about um, that there it, the tremendous fact there is a way out um, and that um, action is what needs to happen a day at a time and I just wanted to, to claim my place here on the line this morning. Um, and I thank everybody so much. I'm really, really grateful to hear that I, there is a solution for me just for today. And that, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne Kay. Thank you for the help, everyone. We have come to the end of our meeting today. And thanks to all that's here today. I appreciate it very much. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following the closing today. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Chrissy M. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. 
Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road to happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.